0: Guys, welcome back to a brand new episode of Anime Podcasters.
1: I'm Batman,
0: and I'm a ninja. And I'm here with Hotshot and Morrell. How's it going, guys? Pretty it's good. fine. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited about this topic. What are we talking about today, Hotshot?
1: We're talking about the ninja that is Batman. I'm using this because it's my category. <laughs> and it's also going to destroy my throat. So we're talking about Ninja Batman, a uh, anime anime Batman movie, which, frankly, I'm just happy we get some superhero shit in here.
0: <laughs> I am so excited about talking in this movie specifically. I watched it over the summer. It came out in 2018. Obviously, spoilers abound about the movie, so if you haven't watched it yet, go watch it, come back to this episode. Or if you just don't want to watch it and want to know what happened, sort of, and get our thoughts, keep watching. Um, Yeah, Batman gets dropped in feudal Japan via time travel. And it's a mess, and a hot mess that I enjoy, and there are so many talking points, and Morrell is here with us, so I just want to start, straight up, what were your initial takes on the movie, guys? Whoever wants to go first.
2: It's great that they actually ended up doing time travel without the Flash, am I right? (laughs) Uh, It's not like Flashpoint, but it brings us back to an era that they didn't have like literally anything like this, right? Right. Like, they didn't have Superman, they didn't have Wonder Woman to deal with all the problems, they just had normal people. Mm -hmm. And then all these villains just come out of nowhere, and they end up taking over by, um, going after all, like, different states. Right? Right. And of course we know the big bad at the end, and stuff, right? Blah blah blah. Um, but, like, it all came together in a great way where, um, especially of how it started and stuff, right? Like, Definitely. Grilla wanted all the villains there to debut his machine, but he added his own ulterior motive and stuff, right? Definitely. And to me,
0: this movie was so weird, but it just felt right. Do you know what I
1: mean, Hotshot? Like, why is Batman in an anime? But also, the battles are super awesome. I mean, it's it's something that you don't typically think about, but at the same time, it's a medium that makes sense because Batman is a beloved superhero, a lot like Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. some people really like DC, but other people, like, only like Batman. And for him to be the most widespread, it makes sense for him to be over the most media. Right. Um, as far as him being in this movie in particular when I first watched it, I really enjoyed it. And I think it really is the novelty that it is Batman and it is an anime and that alone did it for me. And then the battles were awesome and everything else. But for hmm. some reason, watching it back this time, cause I I've seen it once before, before uh, doing this, watching it back for, uh, for this episode, it didn't really hit me as hard as it did the first time. Right,
0: right, right. And I understand, I understand what you mean. Um, just in a general sense, how did you guys feel about... Are, were you at all confused that there was an anime Batman? Like, prior to even watching it. To me, that threw me off. But it, I, I think the movie stands still. You know, it's pretty good. So, just in a, in, a, in a general sense, how did you guys feel about the concept of that?
1: I wasn't surprised at all, frankly. Really? Ma- mainly because, um... So um I've said off podcasts I thought there was an anime Batman that I spoke of before that I thought was crap um yeah. but it wasn't this it was something else I don't know what it was I never figured that out but it wasn't this but there are anime adaptations of other beloved comic characters like uh Iron Man has his own anime X-Men have an anime uh I want to say Spider-Man has his own anime Really and, Spider-Man yeah. anime So there's yeah. So they there's do. a lot of there's a lot of superhero a w- lot of westernized heroes that have their own anime, but I think Batman is the only one in DC that does but overall, I'm not really surprised he actually made it. He finally made his way over there. Right, right. right. I understand. I understand what you
0: mean. Um, I wanted to go directly into um, uh, something that you brought up in the in the Google Docs hotshot. Uh, for for me, the best part. And it kind of ties into my one of my points was so a bit of a two for one here. That final battle, and I know it's kind of reversed to start with the final battle at the beginning of the podcast, but to me, it was the best part of the movie. That Batman versus Joker sword fight was so epic, and the music was great, and the animation was great, and the character designs, uh, the, the facial expression, and the, just, just everything put together functioned so well and with the bats going crazy everywhere. Um, I loved it. I. Absolutely love the final battle and that was my favorite moment. What was uh, a moment that stood out to you the best part for you hotshot?
1: Honestly, you're right on it, the final battle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, yeah, the final the final battle is my favorite part because it's my two favorite characters battling out uh, pretty much to the death because it's a full-on yeah. samurai-style level fight and <laughs> it it was just awesome to see that for like a good five ten minutes it felt like a dragon ball z fight of just like it being stretched out I, I, <laughs> so, absolutely. absolutely and and that's absolutely that's absolutely what i loved and the fact that most of the time when you see batman versus joker like in a hand-to-hand fight batman absolutely destroys joker but in this one there was actually like there was actually tr- blows being traded. Like, Joker actually got some hits and some fatal hits onto onto Bats and vice versa. In mm-hmm. dang it, there was one part of the final battle, um...
2: It was the sword scene.
1: No, I know I know what scene it was. There was one particular point in the battle that I'm thinking of, and I, I can't, my brain's...
2: Um, it was the scene where Hiyamaki gets stabbed, and Batman f- seems to be falling down, but really was probably one of the other, uh... Followers,
1: oh, actually, wait, yeah, no, you're not wrong. Um, so it was the scene where where he got stabbed and just poofed like a shadow clone into millions of bats, and then just all of a sudden, Batman knows ninjutsu, just he's floating there in the air with the rest of the bats, doing hand signs the whole nine yards and substitutions for days. It it was just a little, I don't know if a little much is the right way to put it, but it was still funny. That that Mm. part was more funny than than epic to me. Like, not to say it wasn't epic, but it more so like, okay, Batman knows ninjutsu now. Great, cool, (laughs) (laughs) right? No, it it, it was it was very weird. It's probably because everything else is so grounded in somewhat reality, at least on Batman's level. And then all of a sudden, because Jutsu is basically magic, like in terms of Naruto and and stuff like that, because here are these characters that can make clones or fireballs or anything like that. So out of nowhere, the character that relies mostly on tech and is like highly trained even of himself is just Mm-mm. doing hand signals and just making people appear out of bats
0: right, right 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 absolutely absolutely it was just a new evolution of batman and a new version of him i want to kind of get into um the transformations of batman and morale has some great points that uh were written in the, the google document so morale let's maybe go down the line really with uh, your points um and just intro them for us and uh to let us know what thoughts you want for Yes, us.
2: um, like how did Batman's tech transform in "Once we Have to Move" kind of thing? Like during the scene where he actually gets uh the back car and stuff from uh from his uh, what's his name, Alfred, right? From Alfred, right, from right, Alfred. from Alfred, yeah, and stuff like that. And um, luckily, he was actually in the car when they time traveled and stuff, right? Right, right, right. Like Alfred, he's good in like many different versions of Alfred, he's the one that makes all the tech and stuff, right? Right. Like um Ben Affleck's and stuff. He's the one that helps making help helps making all of the um like the communication devices, like literally everything for mm-hmm. um Bruce, uh, for Ben Affleck's Batman and stuff. So and um unlike uh Christian Bale's Affleck, they had um the Morgan guy. The Morgan fr- Morgan Freeman's character and stuff, right? Mm-hmm, but, like, mm-hmm. going back to the tech itself is, it, like, it's just, like, within one swift move of one button, it transformed from a car into a plane... And then into a motorbike.
0: Hey, that's the power of Batman. Batman's got a Batmobile. Batman's got a car. Batman's got a plane. It's got a train. It's just the the swiftness of it is just part of the magic. Um, but to me, it kind of brings the to the point. I enjoyed the fact that Batman was in a less tech based. Um, environment. I'm thinking of like Batman Beyond, you know, like uh, the new version of Batman. Uh, I I was I'm currently watching that series just because I I dove deep back into childhood. And I just remember I forgot how uh, tech based Batman was, you know, how his cave and everything. I just thought it was a guy in a suit. Just kicking a lot of butt. But no, uh, he's very tech-based. But seeing him in an environment where there's not as much technology and he kind of has to, like, adapt to feudal Japan was very cool to me. But yeah, I mean, the swift movement of it all is, is just Batman magic. That's the way I interpreted it. Well,
2: yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but also, plus, like, um, the only time that we've actually seen something swiftly move that fast, right, from transforming no. is in um, Iron Man and stuff in the Marvel Universe with the, um, the nanotech.
0: I guess so. He probably I, has his
2: own yeah. kind of type of nanotech and stuff like that. And somehow, like they, even though, if, like yeah, they were transported back in time within seconds, right, from each other. It were they were years from each other, yeah. right. Because right. Catwoman, she 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 got transformed, transported within a few seconds, but well, that was two years of their life, right? Yeah,
1: it it was. And, and sorry to sorry to backtrack on you yep. real quick, Muriel. The tech thing that—that's explained. That's not nanotech. That's actually all jammed into the Batmobile. Oh, because all right. they're all modes that he can access in the Batmobile. He does it Power in of Batman. Power of Batman. He does it in uh, Dark Knight too, where right. the tumbler gets destroyed, but then out pops the uh, b- the Batbike. He he condenses everything into because Batman Batman's whole thing is being prepared for anything. So true, like true. if he like when we even first see the Batmobile, he the first thing he does is drive it underwater. And then he's known to have the Batwing so they just make the bat wing into the Batmobile, and then when the bat wings get pierced, he ejects the Batbike into it, which is basically just the cockpit of the Batmobile. Mm. So it's just all of these things put into one, put into one car. Right. And mm. So all the parts are always there. It's it's not a nanotech thing or anything. It's just Batman being prepared.
0: I uh, I wanted to maybe jump to something else here. Just out of ten, Hotshot and Morrell, the storyline, like st- specifically the concept of taking Batman making him a ninja in feudal japan via time travel the battle with joker the struggles with the other side uh characters because we get a little bit of we see like callbacks to like penguin and bane and stuff like that with like these little characters here and there what were your thoughts on the storyline i like out of 10 how what would you rate it i'd say like
1: six personally okay
0: uh you, 7.3 7.3 yeah i think it, it it was all right um is the way i felt about it um but in all the the, the one thing like the one character for me that really made it worth it was Joker. I think Joker yeah. was well done, well represented. And if there was one Batman villain that you were going to throw into an anime, I'm glad he made Joker the main one. You know, I, I would have been weird if Penguin was the main one to me. Like, this just makes sense because it's the uh, bitterest, most uh, obvious Batman rivalry. So... Uh, the 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 film does that very well in my opinion, but at the same time, I was wondering what were your thoughts on uh having Joker being the main character, uh, the main villain, sorry, in that film, Hotshot uh, and Morrell.
1: I mean, it makes sense because, like I was saying earlier, that um a lot of people can either love all of DC or just love Batman. Right. A lot of people's favorite Batman villain is Joker because True. that's his biggest villain that that's the one he's most well known for Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so if you're going to do something big probably have something to do with joker in there right like the uh the ah, what's the actor's name the christian bale movies for instance like yeah they they did scarecrow and rage first and then joker the one with joker is the best one out of the three and like that that's just wildly spread and wildly accepted because joker happens to be everyone's favorite batman villain or at least mostly
2: right it's about the story and having the main characters and stuff right right but they could have also had like like not like a minor villain but like somewhere in between the minor and major villains to actually have like their time to shine during the during the whole the whole uh movie itself right Mm -hmm. like yeah like Grod is there and stuff, but he's more of a Flash villain and stuff. Because yeah, they were made which, at Flash Labs and stuff. So I'm not really sure why they put him in. Like, yeah, he's smart, but there's many more other smart DC villains of Batman, right? Right. That could have made the machine that teleported him back.
1: Like, it could that, have been an Enigma thing. Yeah. For instance. yeah. It, it, it was weird It was weird for me to see Grod be, like, the one to kickstart this whole thing. Um, but what's weirder to me and the re- one of the reasons that I say it's like a six out of 10, um, is because yeah, as much as we hear about the other villains taking over the other parts of the country, we barely see any of them until the final battle where they're on a mechs. and right. like, that's the only time we see each other. Like each one of them has like maybe five lines throughout the entire movie and that's it. And it's like, okay, so we have like six of Batman's biggest villains. And basically, they just say, ah, no, I'm defeated, and that's it. They're done. And it really sucks, because I love the designs of mo- of most of their armor. Like, I really love Deathstrokes, and I really love Ivys, But we barely got to see them.
0: Right, right, absolutely. Like, the thing is, Grodd was a good kickstarting point, for sure. I guess, you know what? No, this is, this. Is, I'm going to switch my idea. On paper, this was cool, you know? This whole idea is cool. But for me, I was confused why we had Mecha... And mechs and all these just technology-based things and robots and whatever, however you want to describe it, in fuel Japan. Like I don't know that that just threw me off. I, that didn't blend blend well for me.
1: Well, like, how do you guys feel about that? Because me, the dir- because the director yeah. was a fan of Voltron. Yeah, <laughs> is that fact? I want I, wa- I want to believe that is fact. I'm pretty sure it is because you literally had all of them merge into one big robot at the end of it. Like, they were a fan of Voltron or Power Rangers or something. But, like, it could have been way different, but instead we just go the campy Power Rangers route. And it's just like, okay, but why, though? I'm doing a quick Google search.
0: The director is, uh, Mizusaki Junpei. I believe I might be saying that incorrectly, but that's what it. how I'm pronouncing it. Anyways, the director, uh, I'm doing a quick search of, uh, uh, of their name with Voltron and no mention of
1: Voltron, huh, John? Um I said I want to believe. I never said it was actual fact.
0: Yeah, I know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I don't know if this person is a fan of, uh, of Voltron. Uh, I guess maybe it's just like a sideswipe kind of thing. I don't know. Like, to me, oh, wait, wait. I just think I found something. Okay, interview with the director, and the question they were asked was, what kind of anime did you watch, and did it influence your acting? I don't watch nearly enough. I know it's strange think th- a, a th- strange thing to say but I don't have a TV. I grew up with old school anime like Voltron. <laughs> there you are. There you are. That's amazing. Oh my god. Is this an interview with the director? Uh, it's someone involved with the film. Um you know what? yeah there is Voltron in- influence. You can't deny that. What about the horses, guys? <laughs> <laughs> what about Batman on a horse? See, no, no, that makes sense.
1: He's ridden horses before.
0: Yeah, that's the first time I ever saw Batman riding a horse.
1: Yeah, because you don't comic dive. Oh, so in movies, he's on a r- horse? I'm, I'm, I'm much more of a movie In, in and, movies, like, I don't think so, but in comics, he has ridden horses. He's ridden horses, ridden bikes, he's ridden go-karts, he's basically ridden... He's driven a spaceship. He's done pretty much anything. All right, Hacha, I'm gonna... Sp-
2: I'm it's gonna, Batman.
1: Uh, ra- so
0: rapid yeah. fire. I'm gonna rapid fire some Batman questions for you real quick because you are a Batman nerd. And we okay. Have go for it. Advantage. Okay. Um, where does this Batman rank amongst all the other Batman uh, in all the
1: comic books and uh, Marvel and every and Marvel? What am I saying? In DC. Yeah, I mean, as far as being a Batman goes, he's pretty high up there. He's pretty loyal to being a Batman. Okay. Would he be the
0: strongest Batman in terms no. of strength?
1: No. 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 Is he in Lords tier Batman? No. Or. Lower tier? Yeah, um, yeah, wait, lower with, tier all th- with all things considered, yes, he is probably a lower tier Batman.
0: Okay, okay. What's his b- biggest strength as a Batman and his biggest weakness as a Batman after watching this?
1: The biggest strength is him actually relying on his team because not any Batman does that ever. And his greatest strength, he knows ninjutsu. He can wait, make dozens said, of clones.
0: I think you said strength twice because strength is relying on team. Okay,
1: yeah. No, no, no. I'm sorry. His strength is relying on his, te- on his team. His yeah. um, his greatest flaw is relying too much on his tech because uh, Batman is a tech-related hero, yes, but he wasn't always and doesn't need tech to win, and he doesn't need to be betrayed by Grodd to know that.
0: Okay, fair enough. Uh, okay my last rapid fire question for you is if you, we saw uh, uh villains like Penguin two-face and Bane uh in this one like lightly mentioned and obviously we had Harley as well if you had to uh redistribute the villains that were in this anime movies uh who would you take out and who would you replace them with if you ha- if you could
1: Okay so I'd still keep Joker and Joker and Harley cuz they were the yeah. best parts yeah. Um I would keep Ivy because the plants actually make a hell of a lot of sense in, in that kind of thing I'd take out Penguin, because seeing penguins in feudal Japan, what the fuck? And yeah. I'd probably replace him with, uh, hmm, I might replace him with Riddler, actually.
0: Yeah, actually, Morel, can you look this up for me real quick? Is
1: Riddler in this movie?
2: I don't he's think not, he is. He's, is he's not. Riddler is not in this movie all, at all. I already know that.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's not in it at all. And, mentioned. and instead we get Grodd. We get a Flash villain.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, I, I just, I think Riddler would have been cool for sure in this
1: one. Um, yeah. Uh Two Face Two Face is still pretty cool to have in there. Deathstroke, I mean, I know he's a Batman villain, but honestly I would have liked to see the League of Assassins. I would have liked to see Race and Talia. Right. Oh yeah. That because would have been something else. They're like based in Japan anyway. So right. or like even going back in time and like the the ninja the Bat Clan, like make that the early stage League of Assassins or something. And like have Race there like when he's 50 for the first time for
2: all you we know, know I mean? is that that's may that may be of how the uh league of assassins actually came about right? actually
1: got started yeah but instead of calling it the bat clan just call it we are the leagues of assassins because that way new fans and old fans will know what that is oh, yeah. right so and it would have been cool to see him actually side by side with race but not do anything because race hasn't done anything yet because mm-hmm. then mean. that would have thrown in the conundrum would batman stop him from doing his future crimes or does he wait until he actually commits a crime right right right
0: no i see what you mean um let's go deeply more into uh, morale's questions because we he has a few more that he he brought up um one that you brought up morale that's very interesting to me is about the legend of batman um how did it start in in the film in in, uh yeah um
2: the thing is is i remember remember when they were talking um to the main the clan's main leader right Right. Not Batman. I forget his name. it's never said on that. Yeah, it's never yeah, probably not. Um, but like they but like he's like, um there was a legend. Um during Great Peril, a guy a man dressed like a bad would come and save us. And it's like how far does this go back? Like was this just made as like a, a side reference? Like there's always been a Batman or or was there like a random character like Just a random citizen that went back in time and made Mm. the legend kind of thing, right? Because that's what I'm actually thinking.
1: So I have a theory on that, actually. So we already know that being away from a split second being sent back in time can lead to multiple years. Catwoman was sent like two, five seconds ahead of Batman, If you look at the uh, if you look at the grid where uh, Batman first meets Catwoman and says a signal or loss, that's because everyone's being hit in the time loop. Nightwing and Robin are like two of the earliest ones to get hit. So they would have had like five, 10, maybe 10 years in order to build a legend up about Batman and like maybe once they found each other they knew batman would eventually be there
0: okay i see what you mean interesting take for sure
2: interesting like,
0: yeah to me the thing is i'm not enough of a batman fan to fall into that part of the movie because that 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 it makes reference right and it's something that like goes deep into the batman roots and batman nerdity so for so you like basically
1: Yo- see it as they just did this to be a plot of the movie to give batman his own army
0: a little bit you know what i mean that's like how it came across for me but obviously there's more to it and i and i know that but at the same time it's a cool callback for sure it's a cool relation that you can make a cool connection yeah, I and mean, that's yeah.
1: that that that's my theory at least because we know batman was the last one in and that's why right. he's the one who whose timeline we follow and yeah. everyone else has been there for multiple years mm-hmm. and they're all ninjas
0: yeah <laughs> Um, okay, and then uh, thoughts on the Red Hood interest scene and the style. I don't recall this. Um, the, uh, okay. the whole Yeah, Muriel, st- you want to go ahead? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Uh, the style of it, it, it's really old-fashioned and everything else. It looks great, right, Hotshot? Like, it the looks- style itself, it looks all hand-drawn, basically kind of animated kind of stuff, not like the rest of the movie and stuff. And I find it's perfect for... Their, for Uh, The Red Hood entrance scene with Harley Quinn and the Joker and stuff like that to symbolize, well, yeah, right then and there, they seem like they're different people, Harley Quinn and the Joker, but in reality, uh, they're not, right? They, um, I don't want to spoil it, but like, they did something to their, their own mind to make Batman believe it, and he actually did. So the reason why they did a style change is to give the subtle hint saying, Remember this because something's going to happen kind of thing, right?
1: Yeah, but okay. the thing is it happens right there in the scene too. That too. Like right at the end of the scene. Mm-hmm. So I think the word you're trying to think of is um it looks like old Japanese paintings. Yes, yes. Like it like so a flip book of those, really. And, Jane, do you know the story of Jason Todd at all for Red Hood? Not Hunt? at all. Okay. Well, basically, Joker tortured him for multiple years until the point where Batman thought he was dead and got a new Robin when Jason was still alive. Oh, And wow, okay. at that point, Joker pretty much killed Todd and since then, Todd has wanted revenge on Joker and Harley because of that. So he wants revenge on the torture and everything that was brought upon him. It's a a really bare bones version of his story. There's a hell of a lot more to it. But that's why in that scene, he lays so hard into believing that this is still joker and harley i don't care how much they've changed and he's just right, okay. brutalizing them even though to the naked eye they look like innocent farmers
2: okay i see you also forgot the part where he was brought back because of the um the 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 pit and the, stuff, lazarus right? pit. the lazarus pit yeah and it also did make him go crazy so yeah made him go a
1: little nuts like Jason's still in there. He's not as bad as Joker, but uh, yeah, he'll he'll fly off the handles. He's yeah, he's way more of an aggressive Batman than Batman is. Well, yeah, okay, yeah, I see. Yeah, and because Red Hood actually kills that too. That too.
0: What about uh, Catwoman's double double cross? It makes what were sense. You guys-
1: yeah. It's it, it, It's it's Catwoman. She plays through her Catwoman. own cards.
0: Exactly. Exactly, like, yeah.
1: Like, Double Cross, like, yeah, she wants to, like, yeah, she wants to help Batman because she has a loyalty to Batman, but she also wants to get home. She's been in feudal Japan for two years, and the one who seemed like would be the closest one to get her home is the one who made the damn machine. So, yeah, he she'd side with Grodd, but then after that, Grodd... And said oh yeah by the way i'm actually not doing that i'm gonna stay here Catwoman's like i'm going back to batman he's trying to get us all home fuck you <laughs> right <laughs> so it, uh, it makes it makes sense for Catwoman's stance because she has her eyes on a goal and right. she just wants to be with whoever gets her closest to that goal and in this right. instance it's getting home
0: no i see i see what you mean um mm. to me catwoman's moves yes it's very catwoman like um and What else would you expect from Catwoman? You know what I mean? It is
1: about what I'd expect. And
0: the thing with Catwoman for me, the other thing I want to say about her is that she is a very important part of the Batman storyline. And I think that I understand we were going through who you would replace and who would you put in instead if you could. But they did pretty much get it right in terms of what characters needed to be in the film to
1: make it feel like a Batman movie. You know what I mean? I would take out robin and put in batgirl just saying because i respectfully
0: I, disagree but i i see the, the
1: only reason is i don't like damien i i've never okay. liked damien as a robin okay. <laughs> okay i mean different different
0: takes on that one right
1: all right fine real true but uh okay and let's go let's go
0: to uh the final uh bit here um why did Grodd help batman and not state to take over history that
1: one, uh, that like, one believe it or not. I'm sorry to say this has a very straightforward answer. Batman is, saved Grodd's life from almost being killed by Joker. So Grodd yeah. was honor-bound to help Batman. Yeah, yeah. No,
2: but also plus like like come on, like they're villains, like they can also double cross each other.
1: They're, they're villains and they like, can double cross, but Grodd yeah. also lives by his own code. That too. To where like if you literally save my life, then I am indebted to you and this is how I, I repay that debt. Is helping you get back.
2: True. Mm -hmm. But when you think of it, Grodd could also have said, I'm going to help you, but then, like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to
1: help you, but then help me. Yeah, but Batman would still have the upper hand, and Grodd doesn't fight unless he has the upper hand.
2: That's true, because he is smart and stuff.
1: Yeah. Like, it'd make more sense, like, if, say, say it happened with Penguin or Joker, because he's like, nah, yeah, see, Batman, I got shit. But with Grodd... He lives by that kind of code to where he like he feels like a duty, like he repays his debts. Basically, he doesn't just piss in the eye of everybody. True, true.
0: Let's uh, get into final thoughts here uh, as we wrap things up for this uh, podcast. Uh,
1: For me, this movie
0: was well animated, had good music, had a cool concept. uh, But in practice, there are many things that fell short, which we've discussed over the course of the episode here. Um, but overall, if you're a Batman fan, I don't think it hurts to watch this. That's the way I see it. You know, it's like, yeah, you could. You don't have to, but you could. That's the way I I, I perceive it. What about you guys?
1: That, that sounds about right, honestly. Like, if you're a fan of Batman, honestly, you'll like this fine. It, and hell, for some of you, it may even be your favorite Batman movie, period. Because there are a lot of good things in it. There are a lot of good ideas, and the imagery is gorgeous. But it just... For, for some people, it just doesn't hit as hard, especially if you watch it more than once. You watch it once and get, like, the novelty, that's going to stay with you for a while. But if you watch it again with that in mind, it's already kind of like, okay, well, this is missing a lot of stuff. But it doesn't really harm anything. It's not, it's not like it's a canon storyline or anything like that. It's just, it's a Batman story. You know what you're getting into. You watch Batman. You watch superheroes fight supervillains. Right, right, right.
0: I see what you mean. What about you, Morel?
2: For me, as like all of the animated Batman movies, TV shows always seem to be all, all connected and stuff, right? This one didn't have that effect and stuff. It right. was, you can classify it in as an alternate timeline if you wanted, because yeah. they could easily go back, like, go after this, after the events, and create a whole new storyline where batman is training more people and stuff and actually having like um an an actual army per se right of batmen mm-hmm. helping out instead of just him and his crew and stuff right mm-hmm. and then also like nightwing also having like maybe his own his own ninja type sidekick and stuff like that helping him out with whatever he does, right? Right. And, like, there's so many avenues that they can go about after the those events. Like, like, um, Grilla Grodd actually helping Batman out from time to time and not being looked at as a full-on villain, as an anti-hero or anti-villain, whatever, whatever you want to call it, right? Right. Where he's, he's, yeah, he does bad, but he also does good and stuff. Like, um, let's say... <clears throat> kind of like Magneto. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, definitely. Kind of like Magneto, especially within the new timeline and stuff, right? That they have for him, right?
1: Right, right. Absolutely. And
2: yeah, that's about it. Mm-hmm.
0: Perfect. All right, so. For the podcast, you can subscribe to us in your favorite podcatcher. Just go over to uh, whatever podcast uh, listener that you go to to listen to your podcast and look up anime podcasters. You can also uh, follow the podcast over on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. All links will be in the description. You can take the survey in the description to give us your thoughts on the episodes that we do. You can leave us a message and a voicemail on speakpipe.com slash anime podcasters and the artwork for the podcast is done by goprokyo he does all the art he is fantastic and he's available for commission all of his links are in the description for myself, I am at Giant Music on social media. My website is giantmusic.com. You can see all of my projects that I'm doing over there freelance auto engineer available for hire. And uh, if you uh, were recently uh, on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Giant Music, you would see that I have completed 28 days straight of anime covers every single day. I've covered songs from Dragon Ball, Fairy Tail, Inuyasha, Cowboy Bebop, the list goes on and on. Yu Gi Oh! and I had a great time doing it. So, if you want to go check those out, they're all going to be on my channel, on my Spotify, everywhere else. Uh, the listens have been going up crazy over there, and I appreciate all of that. So, a big thank you to all the supporters. And you can also subscribe to my uh, other podcast, soundspace where we interview audio people and we discuss uh, their journey in the world of sound. And it's a really great conversation that I do with another co-host called Anthony Cacci.
1: Uh, Hotshot, where can people find you? You guys can go ahead and find me right here on the Giant Mu- uh, Giant Music YouTube channel at the Anime Podcasters playlist, and and it wherever podcasts are heard, wherever you find us. And you guys can also find me over on my channel, Hotshot Ginger, where we've taken a bit of a hiatus, but we do plan on getting back to the sister podcast of here of Ponsu Cast, where there might be an episode or two where we throw Morel into there too. So you guys might see him on more platforms. And you guys can also see me over on Twitch at Hotshot Ginger. I promise I am alive over there. And I'm sorry that it's taken me so long to get back to it. But I am trying to get back up and playing my games, hang out with you guys. So come on by, say hi. And I'm on Twitter. At Hotshot Ginger, and that's about it. Perfect. Morel, where can people find you?
2: Uh, you can find me on my new Facebook um channel my f- new Facebook group and stuff, um, at Morel.vinpuls. Vimpulse used to be my name. And um yeah, th- that area links everyone to my f- my uh, YouTube, to my TikTok, to my Instagram, to my whatever else I'm gonna make in the future.
0: Perfect. All right. So for myself, Hotshot and Morel. This has been another episode of Anime
1: Ninja Batman Podcasters. Bye, guys. Bye.
2: I'm Batman. I'm
1: Batman. I'm, Batman. I'm also Batman. I am the Joker. No, I'm Batman. No, I'm Batman. No, Bowser. I am no, Batman. No, no, I'm Batman. I am Batman. Oh, I'm
2: Bye. Batman. I am the Batman. Bye. <laughs> Bye.